I'm back. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Luke Cartman Show. I'm Luke Cartman, your favorite up and coming millionaire in the world. I hope you're all doing good. And if you're not, don't worry. Elon Musk is going to put a chip in your brain any day now. Have you seen that shit? He's going to be testing on people this year. You know, and I celebrate that. Elon Musk, if you're watching this and you want to sponsor the Luke Cartman Show with your Neuralink brain chip, I'll happily come on board. Let's do it. Let's make some money. I have the perfect fan base to market this too. You know, people who are mentally unstable. People who can barely count to 10. People who don't know what the fuck is going on. They can't even string a sentence together properly because of all the damage they've done to themselves. Let's make it happen, Elon. Sponsor this podcast. I'll start slinging brain chips like it's no one's business. You know, I, uh, I really hope you're all doing good. Uh, I am excited to be here with you all. Most of you are probably thinking, Luke, where the fuck you been? There was no episode last week. What have you been doing? And I decided to take a step back uh, from the show and not release an episode to live life. Because for the past, you know, 13 months, even uh, beyond that, I just did my crafts and worked. I didn't make room for life at all. It was just in this performance mindset and creative mindset and writing, working on my stand-up, working on the podcast. And, you know, I just didn't do anything else. I needed to step away. I was turning into a madman. And the way I was going, it just, it wasn't correct. The structure that I was using, like, you know, I work a full-time job. So five days a week, Monday through Friday, you know, I'm working. And then I'm thinking of uh, stuff to talk about on the podcast. And then the weekend comes and I record and do like editing and artwork and all stuff like that. And that's my seven days a week, just jammed up, no room for anything else. And that's how I was living for a long, long time to where, you know, I thought that if I took a half a second off this game and off what I was doing, that it would all just come crumbling down, you know, almost like you're scared to take a step back because you think it's just going to fuck everything up and uh, you know, it's just going to cause this domino effect. And that's it. Like that was the mentality that I had. And I got to a place where I had to do it. I had to just take a step back and look at it from the outside. And from doing that, it's almost like a rebirth of me. You know, I've learned a new structure that the structure I was using just wasn't efficient. I couldn't live in the structure I was using. You know, when I started this show, there was no structure. It was just, I show up, do maybe one, two or three episodes a week. I just put them out and it got to a point where I would like release on specific days. And then it got to a place where, you know, the weekends was for it all. And that was my seven days a week gone, all on that. There was no room for friendships, for family, for relationships. You know, I would avoid getting into relationships because I thought that it would get in the way of what I was doing. I thought, well, you know, if my time is already jammed up, like get into a relationship, like what the fuck? Like, I'm not going to have time for that. And I just wouldn't allow myself to have any fun. I just kept myself in just this bubble, this comfort zone that I was living in. I wouldn't step outside of it. And I finally did. And, you know, I've learned a lot from it. And I gotta be honest, I feel as cool, calm and collected as I felt in a long time, if ever. 
I just feel relaxed, reinvigorated, re-energized, and just happy. To be honest, guys, I, I just feel happy. Now, I was happy before, but it was starting to get on top of me a bit, to be honest, the way I was going about it. Um, and now I just, like, I just feel thirsty for life, you know, excited about life outside of comedy and outside of the podcast. And I just kind of shut myself off from a lot of that stuff for a long, long time. And like I'm saying, even before the podcast, I'd say probably from when I st first started comedy at 24, you know, three years ago, it was just that and nothing else. I had an unhealthy obsession with it. Now, I still have an obsession and I love it more than anything. Um, the discipline is there. I can show up and do what needs to be done. That's no problem. It was just, I had to tweak the structure I was using. And who knows, maybe down the line, I'll have to readjust again. And the thing is like, I, I got no problem talking about any of these things and just being honest and putting it all out there. Because you know, if you've been following since the beginning of this show, since episode one, you have seen me go from highs the highest of highs, the lowest of lows. You've seen me go through this roller coaster. You've seen me develop. You've seen me evolve as a comedian, as a podcaster, and as a man. You know, and uh, I like people being on this journey with me and putting it out there, and people can take from it whatever they want. Some people show up just to laugh. You know, some people show up just to cry. Some people show up to learn something. Whatever it is, whatever people can take from it. Um, I'll always be 100% honest with you and let you know that this is what I was going through. Like, I talk about following your dreams a lot. And I also talk about saying, oh, you ain't shit. You sit there and watch Love Island and nothing's going to happen. You know, enjoy working in the cubicle for the rest of your life. But that's all jokes and people understand that. But when I talk about following your dreams, I think the side effects of it are not highlighted that much where... And listen, I'm not complaining. I'm very lucky to be in the position I'm in and I don't take it for granted. It's just simply, I think it's not highlighted enough. The actual side effects of it when you decide to take an unconventional path. My voice cracked then, edit that out. What the fuck are we doing here? Uh, when you take the unconventional path and kind of, you know, just do your own thing and do what you want to do with your life and follow your dream, no matter how crazy it sounds. There are side effects to it. It's not just what it's painted out to be, just always in a positive light. There is things that suffer from it. You know, it's say life is all about balance. And, you know, when you're just really invested in your dream like that, things will suffer from it. And they did for me, you know, friendships suffered relationships definitely suffered you know i would just avoid them because i thought it would fuck up what i'm doing you know that was the mentality i was in that it's like i'm not gonna have the time uh and i just wouldn't do anything but my crafts i just wouldn't do i sacrifice literally everything for it and it served me well in ways and it also didn't in a lot of ways and I was starting to notice that. It's like, you know, is this what I'm just going to be doing for the rest of my life? Just comedy and just podcasting? You know, am I just going to end up in a big house all by myself? You know, and that was probably where I was headed. Just, you know, in that place. Where it's like, I want to get to that place, but with people around me. And look back and think, you know, I lived life also. You know, and from where I thought uh, doing other things would take away from what I'm doing, I've learned that it's actually going to add to what I'm doing. It's only going to make it better. Like right now, I feel zen. I feel happy. I did a workout this morning, lifting weights, and I started exercising now. So make no mistake, there will be a point in the future where I do this podcast on my shirt off, and you're welcome in advance. You know, adding that into my game, you know, lifting weights and push-ups, sit-ups and watching what I'm eating and focusing on my health has just improved me a lot. And I just, I feel like I'm in a really good place now.
you know, going forward with the lessons learned, with a new mindset, with a new structure, I think it's only going to be, it's only going to be beneficial. And like I said, there might be things that I have to tweak along the way, but that's just what it's all about. You just, I'm constantly learning and I'm glad to have learned this lesson now. Because to be honest, guys, it was just getting out of hand. It was, to be honest, it was fucking me up these past couple of years, just the mindset that I've been in. You know, and it's quite hard to, you know, when you're in it, it's kind of hard to see where you're going wrong. You have to take a step outside of it. And, you know, take a step outside of your comfort zone. And it always reminds me of a movie called Yes Man by Jim Carrey, uh, which I think I spoke about in the early days of this show where he's a guy who just lives in his bubble, lives in his comfort zone and doesn't step out of it. And the moment that he steps out of it, his whole world opens up, his whole perspective changes and he just, he finds himself just in life. And that was what happened to me this past week. I, you know, just had a good time and live life you know, saw people just exercising, just doing other things outside of this. I wasn't really thinking about the show much. I was just, if I did think about it, it's like, I'm excited to go back. I felt really happy about it. And, you know, it felt like the matrix was broken. You know, I remember sitting there thinking, this is mad. If only I would have saw this sooner, you know, but, you know, you learn the lessons when you learn them. There's, there was no point in me even dwelling on that. Like, oh, fuck, I was going wrong. My voice cracked again. Edit that out. What are we talking about here? My voice just cracks sometimes. People think, oh, it's because you're nervous. I'm not fucking nervous. I show up every single week and put my balls on the line. It ain't nerves. It just happens when you drink coffee and smoke vapes. I got high blood pressure. I talk all the time. Sometimes there's a couple of cracks in there. It just happens. And I forgot my point. What was we talking about before that debacle? I'm actually, uh, I decided not to smoke cigarettes this episode. You know, I'm making progress, turning over a new leaf. But make no mistake, next week you'll probably see a cigarette in my hand. This is orange flavor. It's fucking incredible. It tastes way better than tobacco, I'll tell you that. But I do miss just lighting one up and, you know, going on a rant. I do miss that, but this show is a little bit different to start off. I just wanted to let you guys know uh, what's been going on behind the scenes, what's been going on in my mind, and kind of just where I've been at with it all, you know? Sometimes, you know, it can get a bit much just like, you know, showing up and having to entertain every single week. And I think that's because I'm still in the beginnings of comedy and podcasting. I'm still learning it all. And like I said, the structure I was using was the problem, was the core issue here. And that was it. And thank God that I've learned that lesson. And, you know, I don't want to thank God personally because I don't believe in God, but I can't stop burping. Edit that out. You know? Uh, so, yeah, that's where I'm at with it. L lessons learned. Going forward now, happier, cool, calm, and collected. And let's get the fucking show going, you know? Um, it is, I'm recording this on Valentine's Day, actually. You'll get this podcast on the Friday. But I'm recording on Valentine's Day, you know? And this is a day where... A lot of people are probably upset. No one brought you flowers in the pouring rain. You're sitting there watching a romantic comedy with your French bulldog that you claim to be the parent of, and you're sitting there and you're crying. Like, no one bought me a milk tray. No one bought me Ferrero Rocher. No one bought me flowers. What the fuck? Does no one love me? And the answer is yes. No one loves you. It happens. What can you do? Don't be so hard on yourself. If no one loves you, love yourself. Buy yourself some chocolates.
Buy yourself a rose. Buy yourself a Valentine's Day card. Presented by Hallmark. You know, why not? Everyone gets so up in arms about Valentine's Day. They put too much pressure on the day. I've had countless arguments on Valentine's Day. I'm not going to sit here and point fingers as to who's wrong. Because what can you do? Shit happens. But I always have seemed to have had arguments on uh, Valentine's Day. It's fucked up. It's just a weird day. I mean, obviously, we all know the Hallmark created it. What can you do? They're getting their money. And I appreciate that. I respect people who make money. Not these homeless bums who sit on the streets getting in my fucking way. Let's give them the Neuralink, Elon Musk, brain chip. See if you can direct them elsewhere. Now, I haven't gone into contact with a homeless person in the last week. And I feel much happier about that. But I do kind of miss them. I gotta be honest. I miss going to a supermarket and seeing a bum outside asking me for change. I do miss it. I gotta be honest with you. But at the same time, I'm happy that that problem is eradicated from my life for now. Because make no mistake, I know they're around the corner. They're not going to let me off that easy. These fucking people. But, uh, you know, Valentine's Day is a weird one, man. Like, you could probably tell where I'm at. You know, this is what I'm talking about, where, you know, I didn't make room for life. This is Valentine's Day, 2021. We've had a rough time. It's been a rough couple of years. You know, I'm not spending it with a loved one. I'm spending it talking to the people, recording gold, developing as a podcaster, a comedian, and as a man, live from the court mansion. That's what I've decided I'm calling this studio from now on. You know, and by studio, I mean you know, an area of my living room in my one bedroom flat, my one beddy. But guess what? From this moment on, it is the court mansion. I thought of that in the shower. Do you have ideas in the shower? This is why I tell people you need to take a shower for multiple reasons. Yes, you smell. Let's get it going. But also you might have an idea or two. You know, I don't need a brain chip for that. Just get some water on your head. I'll come up with some ideas. And I did. As soon as I stepped in there, the idea when light bulb goes off in the head, you know, court mansion. That's why I'm calling it from now on. Like I said, I now identify as a millionaire. I live in a mansion. If you're watching the video version of this podcast, you'll see a selection of cars on the wall behind me. And they're all the cars that I now own. Given to me as a gift for my service to the world, for my comedy gold. You know, yeah. See, people have like, it kind of reminds me of, remember like dream boards uh, where like people just put like, I don't know, 10 pictures of things they want to achieve. And they just like stick them up on their wall. And they think just by doing that, that that's enough to get it. And it's not. I'm here to tell you it's fucking not. Just because I have a Bugatti, an Audi, a Ferrari, a Lamborghini behind me, that doesn't mean that it's going to happen. It's going to take a lot of fucking work. You can't just put a dream board up and say a prayer and it'll come to you. That's not how life works. And I'm here to tell you that. I'm getting pissed off, people, with people with these dream boards and the secret thinking to existence. Go fuck yourself. There's cars driving loudly outside. That's probably my Lamborghini pulling up right now. The fuck is wrong with these people? Even my neighbors. I tried to record this podcast last night, actually, and my neighbors were mouthing off. But I'm a changed man. I have been reborn. I exercise now. I lift weights. I'm zen. You know, but sometimes the madman comes out and they want to push me and fucking test me. 
You know, this is the court mansion. Take yourselves elsewhere, you bums. Step away from the property. I'll have you shot. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> because I don't. Sometimes I lose track of what I'm talking about. This is life in the flesh, people. You get to witness it. You know, there's a light on me. There's a camera on me. There's a microphone. I've been through a lot this last week, learning life lessons, turning over a new leaf, lifting weights like it's no one's fucking business. It's shred season, bitch. I'm going to get shredded. And I will do this podcast shirtless with sunglasses on, flexing the abs for the world to see. You know what I'm talking about? And you're welcome in advance. I'm excited for that. Just to do this show shirtless. Who gives a fuck? Show people the work I've been putting in. And to be honest, I feel so energetic right now that I'm going to do a workout after this podcast also. I might even show up one day with a dumbbell in my hand and just do this podcast while lifting dumbbells. That's what I might do. To show the world what's going on in the court mansion. You know? Um... <laughs> I'm going to get into one of my favorite segments on this show. One of your favorite segments on this show. Everyone's favorite segment on this show. It is questions from the internet. Question number one. If you could be one musician, who would you be? If I could be one musician, who would I be? That's a great question. Um, I gotta be honest, I would pick The Weeknd. He's one of my favorite artists of all time. The, his latest album, After Hours, is a literal masterpiece. Um, I've never seen anything like it, down to the music, the storyline, you know, the music videos, the short film that they made. And if you haven't seen that yet, check out the weekend after our short film, it is incredible. The amount of layers to it, you know, the references, and I've just never seen anything like it. It is, it's one of those ones where you watch, you're like, you just, like, how did you manage to create that? Like, it's just so impressive. And, you know, The Weeknd has always been one of my favorite artists in the world, but this After Hours album, it's just, it's next fucking level. You know, I've even created artwork um, as me, as that character that he's playing in After Hours. Um, you know, I've posted like clips of the, um, the short film. I've played the music and the stories and adding it to the artwork that I'm doing and kind of painting a picture also myself with that. And it's just incredible. You know, I think he's had like the, I think Blinding Lights was like, it was like the biggest song in like the last decade. Like, he's absolutely killing it. And he was homeless. Like, you know, I don't know how long ago that was, but it's not that much of a long time if you think about it. Like going from being homeless in the streets of Toronto, I think he's from, and then, you know, working his way up and doing songs with Drake and then, his own albums and becoming who he is today. Like he was doing the NFL halftime show and this big production and selling out all over the world. And it's incredible to see that, to be honest. That is inspiring to me to see, like I root for people like that who can just, you know, they're in a position where you think like, you know, they're fucked and it's not going to happen. And they turn it around like that and end up becoming literally like just the biggest musician in the world. It's like, you got to just take your hat off to it. And it's impressive. And especially the work of art that he's been making. Like, I swear that after that was album is something else. There is, there's a video you can watch actually uh, online where these guys, I think they have a podcast, I can't remember the name of it, but they break down each song and the meanings and all the different references into it. It's incredible. It really is. So I would have to pick The Weeknd. You know, it would have to be based on that After Hours album. 
Now, as you probably noticed, I've got Eminem Slim Shady LP sitting right here in the court mansion, in the studio with me, still in the fucking plastic. One of my favorite albums of all time. Now, usually I would probably pick Eminem, to be honest, if I could be one musician, just because of the influence he's had on me uh, and just his story. You know, there's a lot of similarities. Um, to be honest, he's the person I get compared to the most is Eminem. It really is. And I'm not trying to blow smoke up my ass and nothing like that. I'm being honest. That is who I get compared to a lot. Uh, it was certain things like people think it's like an eight mile type of story that I'm going through. And, you know, back in the day, I'd be like, oh, that's a bit, but I get it. I get why people think that. Like in the movie Eight Mile where he's working in the factory and he's just kind of there and sitting on the bus and he's writing notes and kind of looking around and just the journey that he's going through. There is very much a similarity between me and him in that respect. He's definitely been one of the biggest influences on me. And I've tried to, you know, you get influenced by a lot of people. Um, and as a comedian, it's not just comedians that you get influenced by. You're influenced by people in all walks of life and all different crafts. And Eminem has always been, you know, a huge influence. Like I said, he was the first ever musician that I was ever introduced to. The first time I ever heard music, it was Eminem as a kid. The first ever time I heard it. And it was just like intriguing to me, but obviously I didn't understand it because I was young. And the older I got, I was just really into it. And I tried to, you know, take pieces of it from these people who have influenced me and put my own twist on it. And that's what I've done with Eminem, taking parts, put my own twist on it and put that into my comedy and into my podcast. And, you know, Michael Jordan is another one. You know, the first time I ever saw sports, so the first time I ever saw anything like that was Michael Jordan flying through the air, dunking a basketball. And he has influenced me, you know, in terms of like the work ethic, the just kind of the energy of it. Like I'm a kid of the nineties. So I grew up around all this stuff. So it does, it shapes who you are. It shapes who you become. And, you know, especially now I'm in an art form that has influenced me in those ways. Like, and, you know, the weekend going back to that, the After Hours album has also influenced me comedically in my art form. It's just, it really is spectacular. And if you haven't listened to it, which I'm probably sure you have, just give it a go. Listen to it from front to back. You know, watch the short film, the After Hours short film. Listen to the breakdowns of it. And I swear it is, it's just phenomenal. It really is. So, yeah, if I could pick, if I could be one musician, I would be The Weeknd. Uh, next question. Do you know any magic tricks? Uh, yeah, I can make my feelings disappear. In an instant, that's quite a neat trick. Um, I used to know some card tricks, uh, but that's it, I can't pull bunnies out of fucking hats. You know, I can't do with David Blaine and turn a five pound note into a 50. I can't do, which would be cool to learn, but I can't do none of that stuff. Um, no, I've never, it's like it's interested me, you know, learning cool tricks and all that, but you know, it gets boring after a while. You're like, I ain't got fucking time. I got bills to pay. Now, if I could learn how to turn a 10 into a hundred, I would be involved in magic so I could pay the bills even sooner. That's what I do. I would just become a, a magician and a millionaire at the same time. But it's just not what happens, you know. But no, I, I would. I, listen, I ain't got time to fucking learn magic. What are we talking about here? You know what I mean? I don't want to saw no one in half. I don't want to put myself in a box like David Blaine and just sit there, you know, for two months or whatever the fuck. I mean, what are you proving by doing that, you know? Um, so no, I don't know any magic tricks, but I definitely appreciate, appreciate the art form. Like, like David Blaine's incredible. Uh, who's the other one? Dynamo. He's really cool. Darren Brown, he's not really a magician, but 
you know, he's kind of in that world, so to speak. And I definitely appreciate it all as an album and I love it. But in terms of me just like learning shit, no, I'd rather just keep it to making my feelings disappear. Um, next question. How long does it take for dating to become a relationship? Oh, it's a good question. How long does it take for dating to become a relationship? Um, I think it just depends on, depends on the relationship. Some move faster than others. Um, but if we're generally speaking, you know, depending on how it's going, a couple of weeks, something like that. My voice cracked again. Enough. I'm going to go fucking nuts. Enough with the voice cracking. Also, I got to change my accent. I'm Cardiff as fuck. And the world needs to understand what I'm talking about. I need to tweak the accent for the love of God. You know? Um, so yeah, how long does it take for dating to become a relationship? Yeah, it depends. You know, but I'd say generally speaking, a couple of weeks, something like that. Um, you know, I've, you know, when I was younger, I've gone into relationships really, really quick. And there's, you know, you see how that works out. And they're recording a podcast on Valentine's Day, you know? So it's just, it really depends. And, you know, like I was saying, where before I wouldn't make time for relationships, thinking it would fuck everything up. And I'm, uh, and I'll just kind of run away from that shit. I'm like, I ain't got fucking time and do this. Like, but honestly, I'm at that place now where, you know, I've pulled that shit aside. You know, I've just gone past that and it's like, right. If a relationship happens, I'm happy to get into one. You know what I mean? Instead of just thinking that it's going to fuck everything up. Because the reality is, it's going to help it. It's going to add to it. And it's going to motivate me even more to make shit happen. You know what I mean? So, yeah. I'm uh, I'm on the market, so to speak. I'm in the market for a relationship. I'm in the market to be sponsored on the Luke Cartman Show. Available on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts and more. Leave a five-star rating and a positive review. And let's get me in the charts. Let's get me in the top 100. Let's get me noticed so I can get rich. I'll sort you out. You know I love my fans. I shout to you. Yeah, I know. But you need someone to shout to you from time to time to let you know when you're slipping. You know what I mean? And I am that person. I'm a friend. I am someone who shouts. I am... Someone who makes you laugh sometimes. Someone who makes you cry sometimes. I give you truth. Unedited, raw, live truth. Not everyone can handle that, you know? Uh, what was the fucking question again? Oh, yeah, how long stay for dating to become a relationship? Yeah, it just depends. It just depends. You know, whatever happens, happens. Uh, next question. Have you ever had your life saved? Yes, I have. When I was a baby, basically, I, you know, was given popcorn and I choked on it and turned blue and my stepfather saved me. He did that maneuver where it's like, what is it? Where it's like the Heimlich where you just like push on the chest to get it out. Yeah, my stepfather, shout out, shout out to you. He uh, saved my life, you know? He's who you should really thank for all this. If it wasn't for him, you know, I wouldn't be on this podcast right now shouting to you, telling you what's going on. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I can't even remember it. To be honest, obviously I was a baby, but yeah, he saved my life. Uh, my life has been saved in other ways, not physically, but like metaphorically. Um, comedy definitely did. As cheesy as it sounds, you know, I hate this shit and I have a go, you fucking enough. You know, I'm just being honest. It did. The place I was in before comedy and all this shit, it was bad. And it definitely saved me. It honestly did. The art form, you know, it gave me life. It gave me a lot of stuff. That saved my life. Um, yeah. So yeah, I've had my life saved multiple times. I got, I got hit by a car when I was a teenager. That probably explains a lot of this shouting that's going on. I've probably got some residual brain damage. Um, 
my life was just saved then, I guess, by the universe. I didn't die, obviously. Or maybe I did. Maybe I'm just a ghost. You know, maybe I'm the ghost. I always talk shit on ghosts. You know, but maybe I am one. Who knows? Am I? You decide. Uh, but yeah, I got hit by a car. When I was like, I think 14, 15, drunk, high. And just got hit on the left side. You know, my hip fucked up. I went flying over the car. It was a hit and run. Um, and I just, I remember sitting there like, what the fuck? Like, it was just, it was a weird, weird experience. But I made it. You know, it's going to take more than the fucking car to get rid of me. Um, and I touch wood, then nothing happens to me now. And I'm not superstitious, but what the fuck? I'm saying it live on YouTube. Let's hope I don't get run over by a car again. So yeah, it's been a couple of times about my life saved. So yeah. Uh, next question. Do you think people can control their own destiny? This is a good question. Yes, I know. That, uh, you know, I've learned there are things in life that you can control and things in life that you can't control. And you can do, you just need to focus on the things that you can control. You know, I had to learn that. I was the type of person who just would dwell on everything. Things that just weren't in my control. I would just have like near enough panic attacks and bad anxiety for me thinking, fuck, fuck. And it's like, just can control what you can control and do your best and to that extent you can control your destiny like i i did i um like i don't think people realize where i was before everything you know before i found comedy and stuff i i was in such a bad place and on such a bad path in life that it was just a matter of time before something happened to me it was just a matter of time i was going nowhere um and like I said, my voice cracked again. Motherfucker. I love how when I get sentimental and serious, my voice decides to crack and infiltrate this podcast. You know, it's always the neighbors. It's always cars, motorbikes, animals infiltrating the show. Now it seems to be my own voice is getting in the way. Don't fucking test me. Uh, yeah, like all I wanted was a new life. You know, even through all that shit, I knew I just wanted change. I knew I had something in me that I just didn't know how to bring out of me. I knew I could do something. And I was lucky to get out of it all. Really fucking lucky. And I controlled my destiny in that sense. I made a decision to get out of the life I was in, to really do something, and to step on a stage for the first time. And I haven't looked back. And... You know, the rest is history. That's why, like, you know, if I see people going through similar things to what I was going through before this, I think, fuck. And I try to help those people. I really do. Like, because I know the importance of it. I know what it can do for someone when they're going through shit. To have someone there to give them a push, to check in on them, see how they're doing. And you don't want to see them make the same mistakes that you did. And it's just tough to see someone go through it. You know, I have a lot of empathy and sympathy for people who are going through some really, really fucking tough times. And listen, I'm no saint. We all know that I've got a first class ticket to hell. But beyond all that, I do try to help people. And I'm not patting myself on the back. I'm just saying that I have the opportunity to. I can help people. So why wouldn't I, why wouldn't I do it? You know, why let it go to waste, so to speak? And not everyone wants help. You know, some people just, it's tough. Life is tough. Uh, that's just the reality of it. And, you know, I think a lot of the things that are uncontrollable that happen to you are the things that fuck you up the most. And then that's when like self-sabotage and stuff comes in. You know, when things are going good, you're like, well, I got to fuck it up because that's what life has been for me. It doesn't feel normal, but at least if you do it to yourself, it feels like it's on your terms and it's not happening from life, you know? But uh, yeah, it's tough. I know people currently are going through some really tough times in life and trying my best to be there for people. And it's tough, you know? 
It's just, it, it's just, it's tough to see people go through shit. You know, I've been as depressed as you can be. You know, I've not wanted to be here multiple times. I've been a rock bottom and getting out of it. You know, it's, you want to give back to the people who have been through it. You know, like trust, as much as I talk shit about people, I love people, you know, and I think people do understand that there might also be people who listen to the show and don't who think I'm just like an arrogant prick and more about myself and stuff like that, which are correct. I am. But I also love people. I want to see them do good. So I think I even said like in the beginnings of the show, way back in the day, it's like if you need advice, if there's anything going on that you want me to speak on and try and help you with, DM me on social media and I'll get to it on the podcast if you want to. I'll do some like listener questions, you know? I'm only 27, but I've got some experience, you know? So, and that offer still stands. If anyone needs advice, and it doesn't have to be about, you know, I'm fucked up, I need Elon Musk's brain chip, what am I going to do? It can literally be anything. If you want career advice, medical advice, anything you want, let me know and I'll get to it on the show and I'll try my best to help you out with it, you know? So to answer that question, can, can people control, control their own destiny? I, my words slipped down. What the fuck? Edit that out. So do I think people can control their own destiny? Yes, I do to an extent. Uh, next question. What have you learned from life that makes you who you are today? Fucking hell, these are some really serious questions. What have I learned from life that makes me who I am today? Uh, there are things that you can control, things that you can't. Uh, life is all about balance. Um, the happiness comes from uh, doing things that you love. It's not like a destination that you're just going to get there and it's just going to be that forever. It is a lot of work. Um, if you really want something in your life, then you should put everything into it. But, and there's still a chance that it might not work out. You should understand both sides of the story, two sides of the coin. Um, yeah, just shit like that, to be honest. Yeah, I've kind of gone over a lot of the stuff that I've learned that makes me who I am today. So yeah, all the above. Uh, next question. Do you often read your horoscope? No, I don't. I fucking, I can't stand horoscopes and people want to talk to me about their horoscopes. Oh, look, it says I'm going to come into money. Then they win two pounds on a scratch card. They think they've unlocked the secrets. They think they've cracked the code of life. Enough. I know you're a Pisces. I know you're an Aquarius. You're a basic bitch. You know, I'm a Sagittarius, apparently. That's half man, half horse. With a bow and arrow, with a love heart on the end of it. What the fuck? I'm a 27-year-old white man from Wales. I'm not a centaur. You know, enough with the horoscopes. Enough with the psychics. How many times have I got to say it? I've had enough of these fucking people. They think their life is in the back page of a newspaper. What's the horoscope today? What good news is coming my way? Am I going to meet the love of my life? Am I going to get the dream house? Has someone beginning with an L going to come into my life? These are all the questions. And you just make it all mind up. It is bullshit. And I'm here to tell you, you have to get out of the horoscope mentality. You know, that could even be a t-shirt. Get out of the horoscope mentality. I don't know. We're spitballing ideas here. This is all live. You know, this is all freestyled, off the dome. I'm surprised I even get this far sometimes, you know? But listen, my dislike and my distaste for psychics, for mediums, for the horoscopes, for all that stuff will never go away. And listen, I was into it when I was younger, when I didn't know shit, and I didn't know how life worked. I got all this, like, these people are really full of shit. And they're, like, exploiting people and just taking their money, which I respect. They're making money. I respect that. Get your money. But still, at the same time, what the fuck are we doing? 
I know people say it's comforting and I need a, yeah, you need Elon Musk's brain chip. That's what you need, you fucks. <laughs> um, do I often read? No, I don't often read my article. Can you remember the last time I did? I was a kid, probably, you know, like a teenager, just yeah, let me see what's going on. And then people are like, I live with people are like, listen to this. And then they read it. And they're like, can you believe that? Isn't that weird? I'm like, no, 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 it's not. Like, I don't hold back with shit like that. Like, I'm a bit of a dick when it comes to stuff like that. And people are like, oh, isn't that weird? No, no, it's not weird. It actually isn't. Can we stop? You're driving me nuts. Why do you think I constantly smoke? And on the brink of relapse. Because you fucks want to come at me with all this shit. Enough. <laughs> Uh, so no, fuck horoscopes. Uh, next question, John. Would you rather get a face tattoo of something of your choosing, or a tattoo in a discreet area chosen by someone else? Ooh, like I would be lying if I said I haven't thought about getting a face tattoo. It has crossed my mind. Now I'm probably not going to pull the trigger on it, but I've definitely thought like if I was going to have a face tattoo. Like, what would I get? Like, if I was seriously like, right, I'm picking out a tattoo and going down to the shop tomorrow and getting it done. What ta what face tattoo would I get? I thought about it. I can never really come to a conclusion. Like, maybe like a sword down the side, like by there, like Post Malone style, maybe something like that. Like, I really don't know. But it's just like, uh, it's on your face. Do you really need to get one on your face? That's my question. There's so much other areas to get one. You know, your face, do you really need to? Like, I guess it adds a little bit more character to you, but that's if you don't have one. You know, people get tattoos just to have a personality. You know, I want to get loads of tattoos, like both my arms sleeved and all stuff like that, but that's not to get a personality. The podcast is for that. You know, getting a face tattoo is something else. But to be honest, it would probably help my career if I get a face tattoo. People will take notice. Like Lil Uzi Vert, the musician. He implanted a $24 million pink diamond in his forehead. Right there. A pink diamond with 24 mil, apparently, which, you know, who knows if that number is correct or not. But this guy implanted a pink diamond in his forehead. And listen, I respect the move. You're like, I don't give a fuck. I've got everything I've ever wanted. I've got all the cars, all the watches, all the chains, everything. I can do whatever I want in life. I can buy a planet if I want to. And he just rolled up to a jeweler and I was like, listen, you see that pink diamond there? Put it in my forehead. It's a baller move. I respect the move, but what are we doing here? Like, Make no mistake, you're going to get robbed. Like, remember when people put in, like, gold, having gold teeth and people having grills and putting diamonds in their teeth? You know, you get smacked in public and someone will take your diamonds and weigh them in. So having a pink diamond in your forehead, that's... It's unbelievable. Everyone just wants to change how they look. Whether it be, you know, piercings, Tattoos, pink diamonds in your forehead, body modification. People have their whole eyes tattooed black. You know, any people do plastic surgery, nose jobs, they move their chin a little bit. Anything and everything to look different. And this is what I'm talking about. We hate ourselves. So we change. That's where real change comes from. And it's right there in the flesh. You know, it's just crazy. What was the question? <laughs> Would I rather get a face tattoo of something of my choosing or tattoo in a discreet area chosen by someone else? I'd have to go for the face tattoo of something of my choosing. Having a tattoo in a discreet area chosen by someone else. I mean, it depends who the person is. You know, because if you give someone that power, they're going to fuck with you. And it's going to be like a tattoo on your ass cheek or something like that, which, you know, that could probably be fun. And it's just cool to know you've got a tattoo on your own ass cheek, but, you know, enough. Some will probably like write a tarot card or draw a tarot, whatever the fuck. Edit that out. <laughs> you know, someone might like write my horoscope, like title my horoscope onto me. 
oh, someone just to fuck me off. I know they will. I'll put like a crystal ball somewhere. You know, so I'd have to pick the face tattoo or someone of my choosing. And I would probably pick a sword, you know, on the side of this area that my face that I'm pointing to that I don't know what's called. Um, next question. Would you rather be in a fight club that meets once a month or a book club that meets every day? What a great question. Uh, listen, enough with the book clubs. Like, that's crazy that that's even a thing, that people will just meet up and just read books every day. They're part of a club and they just sit and talk about books. Who gives a fuck? If you've got nothing else going on, those people need to put a pink diamond in their forehead. They need the personality. Instead of reading the latest books that no one gives a fuck about. Audio books are the way forward. Now, listen, I have books on this desk right now in the court mansion. So, you know, I'm contradicting myself a little bit, but I haven't read them. I've read a couple of pages and that was ages ago. I ain't got time. I would never gather these books and go to a club. Don't call it a club. It's not a club. It's a shit get together is what it is. It's, for, it's a boring fuck meeting is what it is. You know, and I love writing. I enjoy reading, but enough with the clubs. Now, going to a fight club once a month, I mean, incredible. That's absolutely what I would pick. Going to a fight club every month. You could put it this way. You're going to learn more going to a fight club every month than going to a book club every day. That's just what it is. You know, we've all seen the movie Fight Club. Phenomenal. I'd love to do that shit. You know, under MMA rules or whatever rules. It's a fight club. That's, a, that's an actual club. Enough with the box. And if I see someone with a book, I'll light it on fire. I might show up to a book club one day, see what's going on. You know, so yeah. Going to a fight club once a month. That's like literally just living in a movie. You know, that would be, I'd love to do that. You know, you make some money too. You know, you might, you know, get your forehead busted. You know, someone might push your hairline back even further. You, know, you might break some things, but that's why it is. It's more exciting to just, you know, reading books. Who gives a fuck? Uh, next question. Would you rather pay for sex or be paid to have sex? Um, now listen, I don't think there's anyone in this world that wouldn't just like accept payment for sex. And listen, I've never paid for sex, but I'm open to the idea. Like there's a stigma around hookers and prostitution. And listen, I get it. There's some dirty, there's some shit going on up there. You know, it's out there. Things are happening. But if you made it legal, it would just be a lot cleaner and safer. You know, you get high-end escorts, you pay like 10 grand or whatever the fuck, and it's a lot of money, but it's also a baller move. I respect baller moves. You know, I don't really see the problem with it, to be honest. You know, I haven't done it just because, you know, it's just, I don't know. I've just never, I've just never done it. I've never actually had the need to do that. I don't need to pay for it. I'm not, you know, people are like, oh, what do you think? Shut up. You know what I'm saying? You know, but... Listen, if I had the money and I was in Vegas, I'd spend a couple of G's for a wild time. What the, f why the fuck not? It'd be a great time. Um, well, which one would I rather pay for it or be paid to have it? Listen, everyone these days is on OnlyFans and, you know, they're slinging it on that app and making money, you know. if Who knows? If comedy and podcasts it don't work out, I'll be on OnlyFans. Who gives a fuck? Let's make some money, you know. But which one would I rather? See, it's a really risky game being paid to have it because you're like, well, you know, for a fact, like a model, a gorgeous chick, just like, why would she pay you? You know, so that's probably going to be, it's going to be risky. You're probably just going to have a chick who's like a bit like, uh, you know what I mean? It's a risky game that we play this game called life, you know? So 
I'll just say I'd rather pay for it. Go to Vegas, you know, spend 10 G's and party. Why not? Who cares? You know, who, don't judge me. You fucks. <laughs> Most of you are two seconds away from having an OnlyFans account. I see you fuckers out there. Trust me. I notice patterns in behavior. Most of you are on the OnlyFans path. And I can also be a t-shirt, the OnlyFans path. Enough. Next question. And the final question from the internet. Would you rather get lost in the wilderness or in a dangerous city? Fuck, if I got lost in the wilderness, I wouldn't know what the fuck to do. But what type of wilderness are we actually talking about? Like, you know, I've always grew up in the city, always lived in the city. So to me, the wilderness is just the woods, just being in a forest, you know. Being in a dangerous city, you can, you know, especially if you know the city, you can maneuver around, you kind of know what's about, your escape plans, and you just, there's a lot more available to you. But when you're out there in the wilderness, you know, it's just you and a loincloth out there trying to make shit happen and a spear. You're trying to, like, you know, get your own fish and cook your own food and you're climbing trees trying to hide away from bears and shit like that. You know, getting lost in the wilderness. I don't know, some people just go out in the wilderness just to, like, take drugs, take mushrooms and ayahuasca and just, you know, pray to the sun and all that shit. That sounds fun. I know a lot of people go out to, like, the desert and shit like that and just do fucking mushrooms and they have a great time. You know, so being in the wilderness could be fun. Instead of doing all those things in the city, you know. Yeah, if I was lost in the wilderness, I'd be like Robin Williams in Jumanji. I'd have a spear, I'd have leaves over me, I'd have a massive beard and shit. You know, long ass hair, because I've been through with a beggar and chased by rhinos and trying to make it happen, living a wild life. Or, you know, being in a dangerous city is... You know, I guess I've been in dangerous cities. You know, there's a lot worse out there. Like, I want to go to New York. That's a pretty dangerous city from what I hear. But who knows? You know, uh, I'd probably rather get lost in the wilderness, to be honest. Just to have that human experience, because we're so far removed away from that. You know, with iPhones and buildings and 5G and face masks and Elon Musk and his Teslas and his brain chips. We're so far removed from, you know, what humans actually like the actual human experience. Like there are some tribes in the world that are still living like that. I mean, it's quite crazy. Like we're just, what do they call it? Like modern man or something like that, modern civilization. Uh, it's crazy. This thing we call life and this home that is planet earth. We live in a bizarre, just in a bizarre thing. Like, I really sit there sometimes. And I had this last week when I took the break away. I just sit there like, life is very, very interesting. And we're here for only such a short time that it's like, we got to just try and make the most of it. Like, and actually enjoy life. I really learned that lesson. Um, that we need to just enjoy life. Instead of it just being this, you know, weird thing. Does that make sense? Because I don't really know. Um, so yeah, I would rather get lost in the wilderness. And that was questions from the internet. Ah, I'm at uh, what time? Yeah, fifty nine. Fucking hell! It's uh, I gotta be honest. It was really good to come on this show today and talk to everyone, let them know what I've been going through, and just do a show for you guys. I've missed you all, um, and I hope you've all been doing good. Um, again. This show will still be once a week. Uh, it will still be on a Friday. I'll be releasing. I'm just going forward with a new structure. And uh, I'm going to go do a workout. I'm going to go lift some weights around. Go full beast mode. I'm going to put some music on and start lifting. Let's get jacked. It's shred season, bitch. You know? So, uh, yeah, it was really good to come check in with you all. Catch up with you all. Hope you're all doing good. Again, if you have any listener questions that you want to send in to me, DM me on Instagram at Luke Cortman and at the Luke Cortman Show. You know, follow me on Twitter at Luke Cortman. You know, Facebook, Luke Cortman and the Luke Cortman Show. Check out this podcast on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, more. 
leave a five-star rating and a positive review. Listen to the whole library of episodes I have available to you. You know, subscribe on YouTube, all that good stuff. Like the videos, comment, share with your friends. You know, that's a big one because it helps get the show out there. Tell a friend about this show. And uh, yeah, take care everyone. Uh, it's good to be back with you all. Um, I'm really happy right now at this point. So uh, I'll be back with you all next Friday for a brand new episode of the Luke Cartman Show. This is the Luke Cartman Show. I'm Luke Cartman. Peace.